Hey, Gabby. Hey. So, I read this quote the other day and I'm obsessed with it. Okay. Um, it's by Lao Tzu. I don't know. I might be saying it wrong. Please <laughs> forgive me if y'all are familiar. But it says, watch your thoughts. They become your words. Watch your words. They become your actions. Watch your actions. They become your habits. Watch your habits. They become your character. Watch your character. It becomes your destiny. Ooh, I like that. I love it because it's like all the way from your thoughts controlling your destiny yeah and so since we're focusing on detoxing today and we know that your thoughts control so much we have to control what we're thinking about we have to so that brings me to like the things that are in our lives what are we watching who are we interacting with what are our relationships like these are the things that are going to dominate our thoughts that essentially control our destinies yeah I mean, and just talking about, like, toxicity, that's just anything that's just negative. Yeah. Like, it just brings you down. It doesn't feel good. Um, it drains you. Uh, it stunts your growth. It stops you. Mm-hmm. It scares you. I mean, anything negative you can think of, that's toxic. Yeah. I mean, then that could be people. It could be us. Our own thoughts. Yeah. Our own, like you were talking about how our thoughts can control our dis- destiny. Sometimes it's our toxic thoughts that mess us up. It's to your detriment. And we want to learn how to detox. Yes. We want to learn how to let go of those people, those situations, those thoughts mm-hmm. that are holding us back from what we were talking about before, being the best version of ourselves yeah. and growing and thriving in yeah. life. Because that's where it starts. Like, it's internal first. It is. Before you start to so see true. it outwardly. And when I think about a detox, I was looking up definitions, and all of them led back to substances that, are, substances that aren't healthy for your body. Mm-hmm. So when you think about drugs, when you think about alcohol, you think about heroin, and if you know anybody who's ever dealt with substance abuse, you can mm-hmm. eventually start to see how it's you know, causing their bodies to deteriorate. Yeah, for sure. And they can feel it, and it affects their health, and it affects their kidneys, and it affects their lungs, and it affects all those things. So it's the same thing when you have toxic relationships, when you're eating poorly, when you Mm -hmm. are watching trash TV, or (laughs) your social media (laughs) is filled with drama. You don't, like, necessarily see, like, oh, my teeth are rotting. Yeah. (laughs) But my mind, you know what I mean? I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling down. I'm feeling depressed. I don't have energy. I'm not feeling positive. I'm not in a good mood. So Mm -hmm. it affects you in all those other ways. So then I guess we can kind of just break down, like, what are some areas that toxicity can show up in? Yes. One thing you mentioned, relationships. I think that's huge. And this is, like, relationships Across the board. Across the board, yeah. It could be with a partner. It could be friendships. It can be relationships with your family. It could be parents. It could be, <laughs> it can be parents for sure. And if we put in the time, we've put in the work, we've told that person mm. about their toxic behavior or traits, we need to learn when it's time to step away from that. Yes. And stepping away doesn't necessarily mean like I'm cutting you out completely from my life. Maybe it's like we just need a break. We yeah. need a little bit of distance. Like if it's a parent... You know, again, I cannot tell people what to do because some people experience some terrible things in that regard. But, you know, maybe it's just like they always have something negative to say about your life. And you're like, okay, I love you. Mm -hmm. You're my mom. You're my dad. You're my sibling. So I may not want to completely disconnect myself from that bond. Mm -hmm. But I can take the step to 
distance myself from that relationship so it's healthier for me and probably more likely healthier for them because now they don't have someone to push all their negativity yes. on. Maybe they can work on themselves a yeah. little bit. And it's important to um, decipher what parts of those you need to cut out. You know yes. what I mean? Like maybe some relationships, it will just be a conversation like, hey, I don't mm-hmm. like that you do this. Sometimes people can look back and say, oh my God, I didn't realize I was doing that. And then they can start to work to change it. And then there's people who won't accept any accountability and tell you that you're crazy. (laughs) And that's the the toxic person. I mean, there's other toxic traits, but that, I can't tolerate that. Mm -hmm. I can't tolerate if I have a conversation with someone and I tell them this bothers me. Or I don't like this about our relationship, friendship. And then they say, or they may not even say it, but their actions say it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, no, I'm not the problem, you're the problem. Or mm-hmm. they are dismissive. Or they don't want to change that. And it's like, if you want to be in a relationship with me in any type of way, change the behavior or at least take the steps. Like, if you, if I'm saying this is bothering me mm-hmm. or this is hurting me. Why would you want to continue to do that exactly. if I'm in some sort of connective relationship with you? Yeah. And that doesn't necessarily mean you're always wrong, but at no. least acknowledge my feelings. Yes. Don't just tell me, well, you took it the wrong way or mm-hmm. that didn't happen or I didn't say that or I didn't mean that or you're sensitive or whatever. At yeah. least acknowledge the other person's feelings mm-hmm. because if they continue to stay in that relationship and you decide you're not going to change in any way, shape, or form, that means them continuing to be hurt. And I personally would hate to have a relationship with anybody in any way where, you know, they're being hurt by something I'm doing and I just expect them to just deal with it. I don't want that. I I wouldn't want that at all. Yeah, like, let's be healthy for each other. That's what I want. Like, let's help each other grow. Healthy relationships. Like, if people would just put in the work. Like, that's all you gotta do is put in the work. Yeah. You have to put away pride. And no, you may, and maybe it really was truth that they didn't mean it that way. But Mm -hmm. at least now you can understand how to approach another person. Absolutely. Because someone may just take things differently than other people. And you're Mm -hmm. like, okay, now I know he or she, I can't talk to them in that way. Or Mm -hmm. I can't play with them in that way. Or I can't approach them in that way because it bothers them. It's all about respect and just having a healthy relationship. I think relationships are huge when it comes to toxicity. Because you hear it all the time. Mm -hmm. It's like crazy it's one of the biggest things and then there's healing from relationships not just deciding whether to keep people <laughs> if oh, y'all can see Jesus. gabby right now <laughs> they'll see me my my exact sentiments because oh. i feel like the healing part is what cutting somebody off or having a conversation is just step one step and it can be so difficult i've mm-hmm. had times and with a couple different people where I had to sit them down to talk about our relationship because I cared about them and didn't want them out of my life because I used to be cutthroat Nick (laughs) cutthroat Nick I used to be not so much with men but with friendships I would be like I will ghost you in a heartbeat and then um in counseling my counselor was asking me before like how would you feel if one of your friends legit just cut you off and stopped talking to you with no explanation and I was like dang that sounds so harsh (laughs) but you know having those conversations as difficult as as it is what I was saying is that like I remember going into them with multiple people and 
my mouth being dry, my hands being clammy. I just, I was dang near shaking because I was afraid to, but I also knew I couldn't suffer anymore. And so that's just one step because. That's so good. Sometimes you have to have those hard conversations (laughs) because you just cannot suffer anymore. Like you have to put yourself first. And sometimes that hurts. Yeah, like to put yourself first and to remove yourself from any type of relationship is extremely hard, especially like when you were saying, like, if it's someone you care about, Mm -hmm. like your friend or whoever, and it's like now, but you're suffering, and it's like I have to learn to love myself or respect myself, you know, whatever that relationship is making you feel bad and like I need to change that mm-hmm. and you know it's kind of like you're taking the ball back into your court I'm not going to allow you to talk to me that way or treat me that way mm-hmm. um but it hurts it hurts it's very hard especially like you said when you love them and you care about them because most of the time it's not that you just want to get rid of them or you don't want them in your life you want them there that's yeah. why you have the conversation and you don't want it at the expense of continuing to take this toxicity in because whether we believe it or not, it's hurting us. It is, We think that we can just be like, okay, I'll go along with it and I'll just deal with it. That's just how they are, you know? Mm -hmm. And then it's literally every time you get done hanging out with them or speaking to them, you feel negativity. Um, I'm going to put myself on front street. (laughs) Me and my brother, my middle brother, um... We don't have the healthiest relationship, but I'll say that I noticed that I feel like he's trying to change that. Mm. And it took me a while because I'm so used to us attacking each other. Uh Whenever we see each other that I noticed the last couple of times that I got together, I would say something to him that would come for him, like Mm -hmm. just come for him as a person because I felt like he always comes for me as a person. And it's not acceptable, of course, for me to do that, but that's just what we did. I can't really pinpoint where the tension came from Mm -hmm. but there's so much tension with us and how we interact with the family and who helps more who does this Mm -hmm. who does that and I noticed like the last three or four times I seen him when I would say something he wouldn't respond to it he wouldn't he I'm used to him coming back at me even harder and me getting madder (laughs) right and so I I was like stop doing that you're keeping the wedge there and I feel like he's trying to close that up and maybe we do need to sit down and have an actual conversation Mm -hmm. but I noticed that since I stopped doing that which I was just so accustomed to it because that was our relationship even though I know I desire a closeness to my siblings Once I stopped doing that, now, like, we sitting on the phone, on FaceTime, just talking, talking to the kids and stuff, or, like, if I see him, or we make, we just recently made plans together, and it's like, oh, you know, so I can't say it's because of him, and I won't say it's just him, he's always doing this, no, I have to take accountability for my part of it, too, so. For sure. Those are other toxins that can affect you as well. Oh, yeah, and I think taking accountability is super important, because, I mean, in relationships, it's a two-way street. Mm -hmm. It's you and another person, and that's not to say that both people will be right, both people will be wrong, one will be wrong, one will be right, but you always have a part to play, you know? So if mm. someone says something rude to you, it doesn't mean you need to say something rude back. Yeah. If someone gives you the silent treatment, it doesn't mean you do that back to them just so they see how it feels. Yeah. Um. So I think that's just growth all along. And I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah. So I'm so happy. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited for that. I'm excited that, you know, I just continue to grow in different aspects of relationships. Yeah. And accountability is just such a huge step. Like what you just said, you know, you screamed at me, so I'm going to scream at you. But on the flip side of that, 
one thing I had to take responsibility for in relationships was not speaking up for myself. Mm-hmm. I am a part of the problem if I continue to tr- let you treat me this way and talk to me this way and I don't yeah. say anything. I just go home and cry or I go right. home and dwell on it and be sad. Like, as an adult, mm-hmm. I have to be able to stand up for myself. And I think a lot of times I was looking for somebody to stand up for me okay. or to speak up for me. But I'm learning that that's my responsibility as well. Yeah. That is another part of it takes two to have a healthy relationship. That's good. I think for me and my relationships, like right now, I mean, I only have a couple friends, so <laughs> that's easy. It's easy <laughs> in friendships to maintain. I would say though, like in dating relationships or relationships with men, um, I feel like the toxicity that I allowed myself to endure was that I would just settle for whatever. You mm. know, it was almost like, I love you or I've been with you for a long time and I'm going to settle for whatever you give me, even if that's not what I desire. Mm. So if I desire respect or if I desire love or if I desire loyalty, you know, whatever that (laughs) is, and I'm not receiving that or time. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if I'm not receiving that because I love you, I'll deal with it. And it's like, and that's, and I'm I'm like in this whole healing journey right now. (laughs) Like I'm going through all the emotions right now. Um, But it's nice because it's Mm self-evaluation. Like I can look at all those past situations and say, what can I learn from that? What can I learn from that for the next relationship, for the next friendship? How can I be a better person Mm -hmm. in that? And what boundaries can I place up yeah. in those relationships? Because boundaries help keep out that toxicity. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I that's a whole that. nother episode. Boundaries that's a whole is... nother episode. I was just about to go into it. I'm glad you said that <laughs> to reel me back episode. in. But you know what else <laughs> can be toxic? And this might be controversial. <laughs> and I get it. But religion. Mm-hmm. And I say that to say this. Mm. Their <laughs> religion is not relationship. Amen. So many people take religion and they try, and this is across the board. I guess I can talk about Christianity because I'm a Christian. So mm-hmm. let me just be more specific because I can't talk about other religions. So Christianity, it's very common to hear that we're hypocrites. And you know what the truth is? A lot of Christians are hypocrites. <laughs> like that's the truth. That's they the truth. are. They are. You will have people bashing other Christians, what Christians bashing other Christians and say, well, the word of God says this, this, and that. Number one, you are reading the word out of context. And I'm not a scholar, but I've done enough reading. I've done enough studying. I've done enough prayer, fasting to know certain things, Mm -hmm. you know, and I don't know everything. But then you also have to understand there's an aspect of relationship. And not everyone is in the same stage, in the same walk, in the same season that you are in with your relationship with God. And so many people make it so religious Mm -hmm. and so traditional that they completely lose that, that connection with God. And they start to hurt other people which is so counteractive to what christianity should be which is love because god is love and there are a lot of toxic traits in christian and now i shouldn't say even just in christian but in a lot of christians who yeah Mm. who want to be super religious yes and i could say um 
I haven't had Facebook in a long time, but when I was on Facebook, there was a group called Pinky Promise, which is um, Heather Lindsay's group. And this is nothing, I love Heather Lindsay. This is not, I mean, it's just a Facebook group. She can't control everyone in there who's saying, <laughs> so there's no, no shade or nothing to her. But there would be so many women in this group just putting people down. Mm -hmm. Like you couldn't say one thing without another one being like, oh, this, 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 that, and just, like, almost hateful. And yeah. you're like, why are you even here? Like, this has to be the devil Religion. in here just being <laughs> super divisive and trying to break other women down. And I'm just like, but that's kind of like a, a, a norm in yeah. a sense. And it's so sad because it goes against everything that we're supposed to stand for. And then when the world looks at us, they look at us like, you're a mess. And it's like, you know what? We are. We mm -hmm. are a mess. Yeah. It, I see so many people say they don't like Christians because mm -hmm. of the, the things you just mentioned. I'm like, no, you don't like corrupt Christians or you don't yeah. like religion. Yeah. And I think about just marriage and how I was so young mm -hmm. and when I got married and I barely even knew any of the mentors at the church because I was such a new member. Yeah. But, you know, when I went to them for advice on whether I should get married, it was just like, get married. Because it's the thing you're supposed to it's do. Like, let me not even ask about you, <laughs> him, the relationship. Just get married. Nothing. Now. They <laughs> didn't ask about my mental health, my uh, emotional health, where we were financially, where we were going to live, how we were going to support each other and a family. Nothing. Like, it was just like the Lord says marriage. Like, and I'm like, first of all, no. Thank God I didn't get married because I know for a fact. <laughs> If I would have married some people, I would have been divorced. And yeah. then this is what they would have done. Oh, you're getting a divorce. Mm -hmm. That's so unchristian-like. And, and look down like, on you. No, because this is my life. Mm -hmm. You cannot dictate the course of my life because of what you think I should do based off the Bible. And it's not biblical, though. It's not biblical. It's not even biblical. <laughs> That's the thing. It is religion. It is your yes. traditional things that you are accustomed to. And again, controversial, but... One thing that I respect mm -hmm. about the worshipers of the universe, mm -hmm. although I disagree with it, yeah. it's not, you know, something I live by, yeah. is the fact that they seek their own kind of guidance, I guess. Okay. There's not any specific, like, you need to dress like this, you need to talk a, like this. A whole rule, the, a rule book. A rule book. <laughs> yes. Like, even my cousin bringing up, we talked about, somehow it came up about coming to church with, like, a knee-length skirt on and they throw a knee, um a leg scarf over your legs and I'm like I understand that this is a place where people come for healing there may be some people in here who deal with sexual addiction or whatever or lust in the church that are coming here for healing so you don't want to come in with your breast out and everything mm -hmm. but I feel like some things are a bit extreme and they more extreme. so push people away from the church than making them want to get closer that's so true and that's the toxic part about it it's like you're putting this bad taste in people's mouth for something that's actually extremely beautiful when you allow yourself to almost like how you said get that guidance it's, and for us it's not we're self-guidance is we're allowing god to guide us i was just listening to a podcast earlier called no for sure and their latest episode i think it's like obedience uh over, over sacrifice. sacrifice listen mm. i loved when they got to the part of like god might be telling you one thing but he's not telling me that same oh, thing. Yes. And 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 they and they did say, you know, hey, there are things that are listed. There are things that God tells us specifically mm -hmm. that's right or wrong. Number one, side note though, 
we're not perfect. No, we're, we're not. not perfect. I can't tell you how many rules of God's I broke and not on purpose mm-hmm. just because I'm an imperfect person. Yeah. But what they said was like, your walk is not my walk. Amen. He may be telling you one thing that he's not telling me. And maybe he will tell me that one day, but he's not telling me that right now. Mm-hmm. So we cannot judge each other mm-hmm. and where you're at right now with your walk. Exactly. I know people who have been that way to where if the Lord is telling them not to do this, then they expect everyone around them yeah. to not do that as well. Like, I'm not doing this, so you shouldn't be doing this. And we'll make you feel bad about it. But it's like, mm-hmm. well, I'm over here. I'm doing pretty good. My relationship with right. Christ. I'm walking in obedience. I'm doing the things he called me to yeah. do. So now that you're being called away from something that I haven't been called away from, don't try and put me down for that. Yeah. Another thing that they talked about, on, I listened to that episode as well, is that you know, servitude looks different. Um, different. One of them was saying that you need a nap to get the rest Mm -hmm. that you need in order to be able to serve. For me, I serve best when I'm serving other people. I serve God through serving others. I I can be in the background. I don't have to be in the front. I can be doing everything else. And I'm not living in my purpose in the bed trying to sleep Mm -hmm. and get rest. I'm living in my purpose, running around, making sure everybody around me has everything that I need. So it looks different for everybody. We have to stop with this cookie cutter Christian image because it's literally tearing down women. I know Mm -hmm. a couple of women who had a child while they were in high school. And obviously I don't wish this on my daughters. I have three Mm -hmm. daughters and I believe that they can, you know, avoid that of course. But when I look at these women who I've seen have children and grow into beautiful women of God, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's far from a lot of things that I would pray against my child. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's not the worst thing in the world because the the way the church would make it to look. Like, it's just, I've seen um, a family member of mine who had a baby in high school have her, her whole family and, and church look down on her because we make mistakes. So, I, I mean, this could be a whole, this could be a whole 10 episodes Listen, for me because I have... Religious series next. It, it needs to be. I feel like that's a good, like, religion and mental health and emotional health i think it's there's a lot of trauma people don't like to talk about church hurts because they say the church doesn't hurt you but people in the church hurt you but anyways let's keep because i'm getting fired up yeah let's (laughs) move on um social media that is another 10 episodes oh my gosh (laughs) and social media can let me say it can be so beneficial it can yeah if it's done in the right way if it's done in a healthy way it can be very beneficial it can Mm -hmm. be very uplifting and be very encouraging but if you're not treating it as a tool and you're allowing it to consume you or Mm. if you are following the wrong pages following you know just stuff that doesn't make you feel good or keeps you in your old state of mind. Yes. You will feel drained yes. and terrible after being on social media. Exactly. And it's very necessary to detox your social media. I just did that recently after our last episode, but mm-hmm. I am fo- I was following a lot of men who continuously put women down Mm. um are disrespectful to women why i don't know i was following justin laboy and he posts a lot of really toxic he's the king of toxic why are you on my timeline right but you you know it's a lot of degrading things towards women Mm. and 
they, or they post these constant uh, Women Crush Wednesdays, these light-skinned, big-booty, fake-body models yeah. who continue to perpetuate that standard of beauty yes. that we were just talking about, that we are constantly fighting ourselves against. Yeah. And I'm like, why is this on my timeline? Yeah, why aren't I that. following more uh, positive podcast pages, more mm-hmm. positive body image yeah. pages, and just uh, Christian pages and stuff that are going to feed your brain. I think it was Jay Shetty. He just posted something where he was saying, like, stop just mindlessly scrolling. Yes. If, yep. you're, if you mm-hmm. are scrolling, it should be things that encourage you and make you feel good and lift you up. Like, have you ever been scrolling social media or seeing a post and then you get off and you just feel kind of like down or ick Mm -hmm. and it's like I don't want to follow them anymore I don't want to follow anything like that anymore and I will be blocking people muting people (laughs) restricting people like people like don't do that you won't grow your social media I don't care I don't want to see that mess I don't care I don't care if I'm following five pages (laughs) and I have no followers myself if I'm going to use it it's going to be used as a tool and Mm -hmm. it's going to use I'm going to use it to help me grow, which brings me to even entertainment, you know, Mm -hmm. the things we listen to, not just social media, but the things that we watch on TV, the movies we watch, the music we listen to. It's like, and again, I, I do truly believe that everyone can tolerate certain things yeah so i I may be able to tolerate listening to some music that other people Mm can't you know and vice versa you know i think certain songs certain movies certain things will bring out certain feelings in each person so i would say it's not a one-size-fits-all in that Mm -hmm. but evaluate those things evaluate like when i listen to like there's some songs that i've liked that i'm like I can't listen to that no more. It just doesn't take me to... It makes me think about an old person I don't want to think about. It makes me upset about something. It makes me want to have sex, and I can't have (laughs) sex. Like, like certain things that, like, it just doesn't feed you. It just makes you be like, dang, like, ugh. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'll hear certain songs, and it'll take me right back to where I was 10 years ago, Mm -hmm. 15 years ago when I first heard that song or when I was dating this person and I'm just like, there's some songs that come on and I'm just like, oh my God, ew, ew, ew. (laughs) It's ruined for life. Turn it off. (laughs) And so, yeah, it, like you said, it's not a cookie cutter thing. Again, there are certain shows that I had to stop watching, certain reality shows that I used to watch that I just can't watch anymore. Mm -hmm. And this is just me, but I can't do basketball wives and stuff anymore like it is very difficult for me to watch black women tear each other down Mm -hmm. throw drinks in each other's face trash each other you know but I can watch something like power where some people may feel convicted by that but I'm like this is a scripted series it doesn't you know affect me I'm like this is watching people be successful and make money you know in their careers and in their fields so it's not a cookie cutter thing you have to tailor it to what makes you feel good and what's actually helping you grow and like the books you read oh yeah the podcast you listen to Mm -hmm. like I can't just listen to people just talk trash on a podcast all no. day. Like, and there I are learn. some toxic podcasts where it's just drama. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I don't want to. I want, like we were saying, something that's going to uplift you. Something that's going to make you feel better, to be better, to encourage you, not to, like, be... You already have enough drama in your life. Why do you want to go listen to someone else's drama? Yeah. I don't want to go listen to... Oh, my And gosh. I used to love shows like that. I used to love, like, Kardashians and um, Real Housewives. And it's just like, now when I watch them, I'm just like... It's so sad. Yeah. It's so sad. I, I still watch like the Kardashians. That. It's my guilty pleasure. <laughs> I don't know what it is about them. 
They suck you They in. just suck you in. They always got something, <laughs> some crazy huge storyline that sucks you right something in. So, in. but the Lord hasn't called me away from the Kardashians not, not yet. yet. I'll okay. let y'all know. <laughs> if and when. If and when. Yeah. Okay. So anyway. Let's move on to talk about how you actually detox. Like, when you're mm. used to watching certain shows, or you're just used to living a certain way, how do you begin to make those changes? It's easy to say just quit cold turkey, but that's really hard to do. So Very hard. what steps do you take? Well, I would say it's dependent on what it is you're trying to detox from. Um, some things are going to be easier than mm-hmm. others. If I'm detoxing from social media, and I can... I guess for me, I could say it's easy because I've done it so many times. Mm-hmm. I'll just delete the app. Yeah. It's, there's no, it's not there anymore, you mm-hmm. know, and I'll just do a whole social media fast. But if you're de- talking about detoxing from a person, that's, that's way harder. So if we're talking about detoxing from a person, you really have to make up your mind about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the first step. Yeah. You have to take time to evaluate what this relationship is to you what you feel in this relationship, how it makes you feel. Um, You have to evaluate if there are things that are hurting you in this relationship Mm -hmm. and you've communicated it and the person is not doing anything to change that behavior, then you need to come up to the conclusion of I'm either going to stay and deal with what I deal with or I have to leave. And... That's a hard decision. Yeah. It's a really hard decision. And there are times even after detoxing from a relationship, like there's going to be times where you're going to wonder if that was the right thing. Yeah. Like you're going to wonder. Like your mind's going to say, should I have done that? Mm-hmm. Should I have just stayed and just, you know, took what I took? And it's like, it's going to be a battlefield of the mind. But I would Absolutely. say that's your first step when it comes to relationships in particular is, is getting it into your mind that I, I, I don't deserve this. Yeah, I agree. Humans are very complex. Very. Nothing is ever just black and white with yeah. us. So you need to take time to make the decision. If you think about someone who leaves an abusive relationship... Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that they're not going to miss that person. They're going to maybe be trauma bonded to them or just Mm -hmm. miss having somebody in their space. And sometimes it seems like it's easier to just deal with whatever it is that they put up with because you miss them. But you have to really think about those things before you make those decisions so that you can remind yourself of those when you have the moments where you miss them. Because it's Mm -hmm. only natural to have moments where you miss things that weren't necessarily healthy for you. Exactly. And then in those moments, like... You have to be cautious in this, but you have to remind yourself why you left. Mm -hmm. Um, What was the thing that they did or said in that relationship that made you feel bad enough to where you said, no, I can't do this anymore? Absolutely. And uh, I say be careful with this because I know for me, I've dealt in situations where if I think about it, I get extremely angry. Mm -hmm. And that's not my character. So be cautious in how far you go into those pains and whatnot. Yeah. But remind yourself. Say, you know what? I never, I didn't like how I felt. Mm-hmm. I didn't like how my friend talked down to me. Mm-hmm. I didn't like how my partner made me feel like I was less than. You know, whatever it is. And then be like, yeah, they don't deserve me. Or, yeah. or they don't deserve my energy. They don't deserve my time or my love. Absolutely. And one of the biggest things for me in making my decision with how I deal with people in relationships is were they willing to change? Because Mm -hmm. I can say like, 
oh, well, you know, maybe they talked to me this way or maybe they treated me this way. But then when I come to the realization that they weren't going to change, mm-hmm. they weren't going to change, they just you kept know. On. So if I kept that relationship, I would keep dealing with that. So that helped me move on. So relationships is definitely a complicated one. Therapy helps. Therapy, Talking to people, yes. being around people that you love. Well, they can see it sometimes way before you. You may yeah. break up with that guy and be like, and they like, uh, well, yeah. Finally. We were <laughs> we waiting. We all seen it. <laughs> and I'm so glad you decided to choose you. Yeah. So relationships is relationships is just Ooh, so complicated. complicated. But as far as like entertainment, mm-hmm. um, I would say, I would suggest a fast. Yeah. Take some time away because sometimes when you take some time away from things, you realize you don't even miss them. Or you realize how much better you feel now that you don't have it. So a fast, do 30 days, do 20 days, do, you know, do one week. One week is, yeah. I mean, one week without social media, I'd be like, ooh, I don't ever want to get back on. Oh, my god, I don't ever want to get back on. (laughs) So fasts are always wonderful. Mm -hmm. Um, And like you said, therapy, talking to someone. Mm -hmm. You know, when you kind of get out of your own head. And you can have someone who's rational and who gives you good, sound advice. Outside looking in yes. instead of being emotionally invested. Yes, because sometimes when you're in it, it's really hard. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to make those difficult, potentially life-changing um, decisions when you're in your own head, when you're in yes. your own emotions, when you're in your own fears. But when you have someone on the outside looking in who has... And maybe they are invested in your life, but who doesn't have any particular investment in what it is that you're going through? Mm-hmm. They can accurately depict like what's going on. They can pick things apart, talk to you in a logical manner to make you really help you understand. Like, I don't, I don't need to think like that anymore when it comes mm-hmm. to religion. I don't need to think like that anymore when it comes to a relationship or a friendship or the things I eat or, you know, things like that. It could be the the simplest things of your diet. You know, sometimes people need to talk to other people about that. Like, Mm -hmm. I can't stop binge eating blankety blank. It doesn't matter what it is. If it's toxic to you, it's toxic and you need to get out because it's just going to keep you in a bad place. Yes. And it goes back to a confident state of mind. I think that a lot of things are just how we're programmed. You know what I mean? It's just what we're programmed to believe. Breaking away from religion is something that can be really hard to do when you've been taught this is the way, this is the way, this is the way. And -hmm. sometimes you just take a step back, you know what I mean? Not from God, obviously, but from religion. And then you can start to see that some of the religious ways are very unhealthy. They're very toxic. People will take a woman who has, has had sex since she was a teenager, but because she didn't get pregnant before marriage and praise her, but they'll put a woman down who got pregnant before she got married. And it's backwards. It's almost like this thing where like, if you can see the sin publicly, then we have to shame Mm -hmm. you. But as long as you keep it on the hush hush and you keep it on the low, then that's fine, which is, that is extremely toxic. (laughs) It is. And then one other point I want to make is be okay with leaving your toxicity because there are some toxic situations that people will want you to stay in Mm -hmm. they'll say why would you why would you leave that why would you leave that why would you stop listening to that why would you leave that person why would you not be their friend anymore Mm -hmm. why would you not believe what we've always been told to believe and that oftentimes can keep people in toxic situations because they're like, well, what if people see me or look at me differently? It's like, who cares? Who cares cares what people think? 
Period. I have to live this life. You I, can't live it life. for me. So it's I'm gonna sit here life. and be miserable because of what you think is because best. Because of your expectations, because of your opinions. No, ma'am. No. I'm not doing that. This is my life. And if God judges me on something that I did that wasn't the best, then God's going to judge me on that. I'm going to live my life the best that I can mm-hmm. and I'm not going to live it based on what other people want for me. If I say something's toxic, it's toxic. I don't care what you I think. I don't care what I you don't think. Care. And that's something that I had to learn because in a lot of situations, I would want validation mm, from yeah. other people for my decision. I wanted them to say, you were right for that. Yeah. Or I agree with that. But then I came to the realization that not everybody's going to do that. No. Not everybody's going to feel the way you feel. You're not going to be able to get everybody to understand why you did what you did or understand any of that. And that's okay because they don't need to. And while I'm sitting at home stressed out and worried about what y'all think, y'all on to judging somebody else's life. Y'all just think about the next person you want to tear down with Mm -hmm. your expectations. I'm not living my life for your expectations. Because you're going to talk about... People are going to talk about you anyway. They're going to okay. judge and pick apart everything you do. So, at least let them judge and pick apart you being happy and enjoying Listen, yourself. Listen, Jesus said it. Jesus <laughs> said it when he was talking about him and John the Baptist. And how different they were. And how the Pharisees judged John the Baptist. Who lived out in the wilderness eating honey and locusts. In one judgment way. And then he they judged Jesus for coming in here eating and drinking and preaching the word. Both preach the word. Both live different lifestyles. They judge both of them. Mm-hmm. They judge both of you them. I am win. not living my life for you. Because mm-hmm. you're not going to please everyone. The fact that Jesus was judged at all is Period. proof that it doesn't matter how perfect you are. I'm, I'm going to be judged. I don't care if I had the most picture perfect life. Even if real or fake. But if I had a picture perfect family, picture perfect job. She thinks someone, she all that. So, yes, she ain't humble. Someone is going to <laughs> say something negative, And therefore, I'm going to live for me. Because I'm not out here to please people. It's a never-ending cycle trying never to make everybody ending. happy. It's never going to happen. Never. We're imperfect people. Live for you. Get rid of Ooh, things that are killing you. I feel really good after Let that. Let that out. <laughs> live for you. Get rid of everything that's hurting you. Stop holding on to that stuff. Stop repeating the same things that are causing Mm. you to be sad. Yes, it's hard temporarily. For the moment, it is hard. For instance, losing weight, it is very hard to get rid of those things. But the way you feel after is so much better. When you can put that dress on, when you can play with your kids and have more energy. Yeah, it it sucks in the meantime because you got to work out and it's hard to do. But it's so worth it in the end. So worth it. Yeah. Your joy, your peace, your happiness. It may take a journey to get there. And the journey may not always feel good. But in the end, when you're actually experiencing that, so wonderful. It's amazing. So amazing. Healing, so amazing. I love it. So amazing. So just stick with it. And we actually have a challenge for you all to help you in this journey for it. Um, So it's going to be a 30-day challenge. Mm -hmm. So I hope I didn't lose you there. (laughs) But the challenge. Yes, please don't. Um, But the challenge is we want you to choose one habit that you would either want to build or one habit that you would want to break. And we will do a 30-day check-in. So this will start, obviously, the day you hear this (laughs) on on the airing. Um, But we want you all to join in. 
we're gonna join in. Do we want to say what our habits are? Do we know? Yeah, what our habits I, are? I do. Okay, go ahead. So for me, because I got a lot, <laughs> but the one that I'm going to focus on for the next thirty days is breaking my habits of procrastination. Ooh, good. I am the queen of procrastination and it causes me to constantly be rushing mm. constantly just be behind and you know how frustrating it is when you're trying to get stuff together at the last yeah. minute and and I and I have worked on it in the past and when I've been successful at avoiding procrastination it's made me feel so much better, so yeah. much lighter, so much more free. I love when I'm actually showing up to something early. Mm. You know, it's kind of like when you get up in the morning and you have time to make a cup of coffee and yes. grab a bagel or something as opposed to, like, being half asleep and showing up for work. <laughs> right. Like, you know, so um, I want to work on breaking my procrastination, doing things when I said I'm going to do them, not overthinking it, just get up and do it. So... That's going to be mine. That's awesome. That's a great one. Um, for me, so I'm just so excited because I have so many new things that's happening that I want to tell everyone, but I'm not going to say anything yet. <laughs> um, a lot of, like, really great habits, a lot of really great growth and things that are changing. Um, but I'm not going to say it. Um, so, <laughs> um, so those are things that I'm building. Something that I want to break. I want to break, and I know this is going to be a lifelong journey, but there's going to be steps. You know, I have to take the first steps, which I am, but... I really want to break the habit of negative self-talk. I know mm. that our minds will wander for the rest of our life. Mm -hmm. And there's always going to things, be insecurities that pop up. So I know I can't be perfect at that. But I get into moments, still to this day, where I can, I'm really mean to myself. Mm. I'm really mean. And I these And these negative thoughts just take over me. And I just, literally, it can go from... I don't, I don't look good today to, I don't look good. Oh, I'm bloated. So now I'm fat today. Oh, and then, you know what? Remember that old relationship and they did that? Oh, they didn't love you and you're worthless. And then it just like spirals into all these thoughts. And then you're just like, you're in your bed crying. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, what? And it's like, I, and I am taking the steps. I'm, I'm really working hard, but this 30 days is just going to, I feel like it's going to push me to work even harder to um, combat those thoughts, to get those thoughts in check, and to really change those thoughts and yeah. say, no, I'm not those things. Amen. You know, one day I might feel bad, but that's okay. Yeah. I'm not those things. So that's my uh, challenge for All me. All right. That's awesome. I love that. Something I need to work on as well. You guys, when this episode, by the time you hear this episode, we'll have posted about the challenge. Yeah. Can't wait for you guys to share or not necessarily go into detail mm -hmm. about what it is that you want to work on for the 30 days. Maybe we'll do like a check-in, but four episodes from this one, we'll come back and yeah. talk about how we did. Mm -hmm. That's exciting. And see how you guys did. So I'm excited. I am too. Let's do it. All right, y'all. And as always, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can leave a rating and review. Make yes. sure you do that. That helps us get known. Word of mouth helps, helps us share, get known. Share, yes. share, 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 um, share, share. <laughs> and we also do an IG Live uh, every, every Wednesday, Wednesday at 7.30. You can find us. Um, our handles are in the notes. Mm -hmm. So you can find our Instagrams for both of our personal pages as well as the podcast page. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. Yes. Bye. Bye.